0: Hey podcast listeners, welcome to the Millennials. This podcast is focusing on young adults in our generation known as Millennials, grabbing their interpretation and perception of life. Not only will we be discussing the individual's experiences throughout their life, but how they create meaning to their past, present, and future encounters. Majority of the individuals being introduced to this channel will be college students like myself just getting a taste to their own journeys that awaits them. My name is Jadis Loriano, your host for the Millennials, and let's begin our journey. hey guys welcome to this week's episode of the millennials in this week's episode i'm going to be introducing a great friend and peer of mine named cassandra what she's going to be telling us is that theater is not only a therapeutic way of expressing herself honestly but also a way to help her get through day-to-day problems
1: and that's what i really like about theater as a medium
0: so what made you get into theater like honestly like you i see you every day working like reading scripts and everything but what, what gravitates you towards it, you know?
1: So I was introduced to theater by a mentor of mine. Uh, he's a couple years older than me, and we became friends through a mutual vocal teacher. And he kind of just took me on as his assistant director and, like, took me under his wing and taught me some things about storytelling. Uh, and I'll always be grateful for that because it's, it's one of my favorite things now. It combines... What draws me to theater still today, after being introduced to it, is the fact that it combines so many different components to work like you have so many different talents coming together like you have the actors the directors the dancers musicians coming together uh technical theater people who are really really talented and designers so um it combines a lot of my different interests like i'm interested in fashion and there's costume design and sets are so beautiful and i just love how everything comes together basically
0: so this mentor how did he introduce you to it? Because there's a lot of people that do theater and they express themselves honestly. Mm-hmm. So how d- what made you, you know, like say, I'm gonna do theater and I'm gonna stick to it?
1: He basically urged me to audition for him. And as soon as I started working with him, um, he started to notice that I had a knack for like, understanding stories. And he taught me that I do have that talent uh, or at least that knowledge. Um, and I think telling stories is the most important part about theater. Uh, I actually have a line here from one of my favorite plays. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it says, the leaves are whispering some important business or maybe just a story, telling a story. So, yeah, I think storytelling is the best part about theater.
0: Now, I, as, um, I always say this on the millennials, but I'm a, like, I say I'm partially a psychologist, which I'm in the major of psychology. Mm-hmm. And storytelling is how is life, right? Yeah. So we express ourselves and we communicate through storytelling and that's really important but not just saying or having a dialogue about a story but seeing a story visually and that's what people do when they go see a broadway show or they just go see a regular show it gives a story and that story can have a connection so how do you build that connection when you're like i know that you have you're an actress mm-hmm. and when you're act when you're acting in front of people it's like You have to bring on this new character. So how do you do that?
1: To me, it's all about the human condition and recognizing that every other human being is going through different things than you are. So the way that I... I'm not always an actor. Sometimes I'm a director. Sometimes I'm technical. And what you always have to keep in mind is observation. So I'm Mm -hmm. always observing people around me. Um, That's just like a natural... Thing that i think a lot of actors have and should have uh, in order to tell stories honestly because um, not only are you drawing from your own experiences you're going to play roles that of people who have lived through things that you've never lived through so you have to always be watching other people and respecting that every human being has their own experiences
0: mm. no i like that word observe because <laughs> you do have to be aware of yourself and not that many people are aware of who they are what they are Mm -hmm. but not only that when you're acting you have to feel like it's I know uh, you have to put like your own emotion Mm -hmm. and you're this person and how do you how long does it take to do that
1: it's the process is different for everyone definitely I guess it depends on how empathetic you are like some people are really sensitive and like something can make them cry on a dime and other people it's harder to like crack through their own shell to like feel things easily so I guess it all depends on yourself um for me I'm a really sensitive person so it's kind of easy for me to get in the mindset of someone else especially since I'm always observing
0: yeah so empathy and observing I I totally agree because this to have empathy is really important it's like to share an emotion with someone. That's how we all connect. That's how we build friendships. That's how we even say hello to someone that we don't even know. We just have empathy for someone. And then being observant or being aware of that. To be aware of your emotions is, is difficult because we are emotional beings. But at the same time, when you're aware of it, it's like, okay, I'm doing this because of this. And I'm doing that because something happened to me today. I spilled coffee on me, so I'm I'm going to be mad the whole day. Mm-hmm. So many people don't know how to control their emotions. Can you explain how do you control your emotions and how do you, how are you able to you know keep yourself stable throughout the day?
1: That's an interesting word, stable. Um, I usually describe myself as a pretty unstable person, unfortunately. Oh wow. Um, just because you know, like you said, emotions control our every, are everything. Um, but I do have ways of grounding myself. Just like little tips I pick up from people, uh, ways to ground yourself could be doing something you like like uh, listening to music that you know or drawing uh, or just different things that you like to do uh, in order to keep yourself grounded and being in touch with your emotions is really important it's really important to not ignore them completely and shut yourself out of yourself but it's also important to not let them totally control your life because sometimes it gets a little out of control.
0: So you said you're unstable, yeah. right? <laughs> that's pretty funny. My apologies. It's if, okay. Like I said that you were stable, but that's... No, because Jake was on here. Mm-hmm. If anyone remembers, Jake was my first guest on the Millennials. And he was saying how he wanted to be this jack of all traits where it's not just theater. He also want not, He also wanted to be the person that does architecture and he wanted to do carpentry and whatever. He wanted to do music and clothing. And that was pretty cool because he goes jadis listen i don't want to be the best architect but i do want to be decent enough to say that i did it and that i can move on to a new a new area or field that he'll love to do so because everyone changes each and every day right you're not going to love the same thing if you keep doing the same thing each and every day it's, it's quite boring i agree <laughs> but we're we're unstable and i like that word mm-hmm. most people say i'm not stable not like I I don't I don't have a schedule and I don't do the things that I like to do but the thing is though that's okay and to honestly honestly no one is stable everyone breaks down once in a while which is completely completely fine it's perfect it's it's comfortable because we're not stable beings we're emotional beings that are unstable in a great way Mm -hmm. and that makes us who we are.
1: It's dynamic it's we're always changing and that's what I think is amazing about human beings is every single experience that you go through and that you witness changes you and I think that it's okay to not be the same person every day
0: what things have changed you like that really changed you in a bad way or a good way
1: mm-hmm. um, I guess just growing up you know being an adolescent person is really difficult Um, especially if you're someone who faces mental illness like I do. Um, It it definitely changes you the first time you experience those down parts of your life, whether they're for a specific reason or it just happens sometimes, you know. Stuff like that has changed me as a person and for the better as well. Like I would never trade away my bad days for all good days because I wouldn't be as complex of a person as I am today. So I guess what's important to remember is that the bad days are there for a reason and they're gonna make you a better person in the end if you just stick through it.
0: The bad days. Yeah. So the bad days create you. Mm-hmm. So you say you fail, let's say you failed, you'll take it as an advantage.
1: I, yeah, I guess you could say it like that. Like at, in the moment, it's like if you're failing, it doesn't feel good. But when you look back, you realize that that made you stronger.
0: Oh. <laughs> no God, god it's just that people don't people are having a difficult time with this right mm-hmm. we're in this age where everyone is able to hide their pain right on f- instagram and facebook and whatever it's so true and any social media platform any everyone's able to hide their true feelings and right uh, let me put a filter on this i don't think i look that good or my hair doesn't look that great so let me just do this to it But in reality, their hair or even their personality or what they do is really unique and beautiful and that makes them. Now, it's really, really crazy how you said we're unstable, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Give me a point in time where you felt unstable but it didn't really feel right because you said that being unstable is really being you, right? Mm But give me a point where you're down.
1: Okay, so the beginning of last semester was a low point for me just because it's a difficult transition going into college. I'm sure you know that. You're doing the same thing right now. Um, And I guess my home life and my new life here were kind of combating each other. Um, Sometimes you have feelings that you don't want to have or feelings that you feel like you shouldn't have. And that's definitely really hard um when you're in those bad times it's rough like it's bad so <laughs> I know how it feels to feel like you're hanging on by a thread you know what I mean yeah. times like that
0: like that's but what do you say to people or because I've I've experienced pain too and it's it's not really it's not really good right to no. experience pain. anyone that experiences pain is like get me out of here this is this is living hell mm-hmm. like why why me right they you know the, there's some movies where the person's like why me like why <laughs> yeah. is this happening to me screaming at the sky like, yeah why? like why? <laughs> why why me and then at the end of the movie or, or even anyone that experienced pain they succeeded and they realized that the pain made them and some people don't grab that I should say understanding of pain mm-hmm. where the pain can help you grow and you can do anything that you want. And most people don't, un- like. they don't comprehend that. Mm-hmm. Usually when they see pain, they run away from it. Or they go, let me just stop. I'm just gonna stop, this This is not me, this, this is gonna hurt me. Yes, it might hurt right now, but at the end of the day, it's going to benefit you for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, what is your definition of pain?
1: My definition of pain, I would say, is like you said, any unpleasant feeling, like any unpleasant experience. But what I would say to people who don't know how to deal with their pain, I would say don't lock yourself out from it. Don't push it away because unless you resolve it, it's not going to go away. It's going to be under those layers that you put on. It's going to be under those filters that you layer on unless you deal with it. So the ways that I deal with my pain when it's happening is through self-expression. So like getting back to theater, like it's, you you know, using my emotions. Uh, Poetry, I write a lot. When I'm having like bad thoughts, I just write them down and it helps me clear it out and deal with it. So you can turn your pain into art. You can turn your pain into your passions.
0: Hmm. So what what other passions do you have besides theater?
1: I'm also very interested in fashion Um, every single day. It's like one of my greatest joys personally for me is to wake up and put something on that feels like myself I think it's a great way to play with your identity and make uh, make an image for yourself um I did listen to your episode with what is his name again I'm sorry Jake, Jake. was it Jake yes
0: yeah oh man he loves clothes he was
1: yeah he was saying some really smart things about fashion and I totally agree with um the idea that you can make an image that's your own uh and that's how I that's why I like fashion as well uh, I'm also interested in music I love music so much i listen to it every day have my favorite artists and i would very much like to learn guitar fully i play a little bit but not very well uh and i would like to start writing soon definitely
0: now all of those no it's pretty cool right Mm -hmm. you love to write you love to play the guitar you love music and you love fashion and i feel like those four traits all make theater so that's you're in that and Mm -hmm. you're loving that and that's amazing now, what about fashion, right? You said you love fashion. I see you dress up. Uh, guys, we're on a college campus at Kane University here. But when I see her dress up, it's really unique. It expresses who she is. So what is your idea of the fashion? Like, do you wake up in the morning, do you listen to music? Or does the music inspire a different how you feel and then you put on the clothes or you just say, I'm just going to wear this and that?
1: I, I, it's actually very intuitive of you to realize that I do listen to music when I wake up um, and it really does inform how I feel that day. Uh, and definitely informs a little bit how I dress and what mood I'm going to be in. And I find that when I put on clothes, it affects my mood for the whole day. Like, I don't know about you, but if I dress nicely, I'm going to have a great day. You know what I mean?
0: Mm. No, shout out to Ta- Tasha, because yesterday I was I was speaking to her, and she was like, Jadis, you know, the reason why I dress like this is because I listen to music in the morning, and sh- when she listens to music in the morning, you'll probably feel the same way she does it makes her dress a certain way mm-hmm. and she envisions it and then she sees it which is pretty cool like she imagines it and i'm like how do you do that for me it's different i feel like when you put on your clothes it expresses your emotions mm-hmm. so i'm able to tell how a person feels by what they wear and it's really crazy how you guys say it's the music mm-hmm. and i'm like <laughs> i'm like no way <laughs> so you guys listen to music you guys like, is it like the beat of the music or is it like the melody or even the lyrics of the music? So what is it that makes you put on a certain type of clothes?
1: It's usually the words. I like music that's very <laughs> lyric focused. Um, usually the the artists I listen to start with poetry. I can I, You can kind of just tell when it started as poetry and then became music. So usually the words inform it. But like you said, I have days where um, I'm dressing because of how I feel and not because of music. It depends on the day.
0: Wow. So fashion, we're going to break down these four traits of you because it's pretty okay. cool. Fashion, not writing. What, do you, what is your writing style? It is poetry, you said, yes, mm-hmm. but is it long or is it short?
1: Um, I usually write, when I write, I, I'd say I write a couple of verses, like maybe four or five to get the thoughts out. It depends on how much is going on and it's usually pretty dark, but you know, that's what happens when you have a lot of feelings and you need to get it out. So, I would say it's a decent length, I think.
0: What would you say about the, what would you say to people that are listening now or you're going to listen in the future? What would you say to them when they write? Would you say to just write out your feelings or should they really just, you know, sp- s- like stick to a specific type of writing style, like creative writing, poetry, mm-hmm. short stories, et cetera? Yeah
1: so my advice would be don't worry about format at first especially if you're writing to deal with your emotions in the moment just write exactly what you're thinking even if what you're thinking doesn't make sense that's even better because it helps you to write out your original feelings your raw emotions that no one else can understand um, unless you write it out Uh, that's kind of how I feel sometimes I have trouble understanding what I'm feeling and if I write it out I can understand it
0: Uh No cuz I write too I'm a writer and I gave uh, my journal to one of my professors and she goes "Jadis." They're cute, right? She goes, "They're cute, but they're not academic." And I'm like, oh "They're why? not supposed to be academic." Yeah. They're my writings. This is how I feel. And when I write, I write, she says it's vague. Hmm. But of course it's going to be vague to you because you don't understand what's in my mind. Exactly. So when you're writing something, like what you said, it's yours. It's raw. It's it's who you are and not that many people understand that. They're trying to, like, just give it to an audience. No, it's yours, and let the audience read it and try to, you know, analyze it themselves.
1: Exactly. And that's what a good playwright does. It, it belongs to you. Those thoughts belong to you, and everything is up for interpretation. You may have a specific thing in your head, but when you put writing out into the world, it's up to everyone else to interpret it in their own way.
0: Because I forgot the play. My apologies. but that's where. Fine. What does this say? Oh my gosh, I just have it on the tip of my tongue. It's all right, all right. It's where it's where the guy gushes out his eyeballs. What are you talking it's about? It's a play. It was, it was a long play. Oh. It was, um, oh my gosh, I apologize, but it's okay. It's this. He gush. It's a catharsis, right? Mm-hmm. Like he realizes at the end of the play where he did something wrong, and it makes him realize that like his life was wrong. I forgot what it was called, but whoever written it was really smart. But the reason why I'm mentioning this and the reason why <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> know guys stick with me. I'm not talking about guys gut- gushing at eyeballs, but the reason why I'm I'm doing this is because no one will understand why he wrote about this, the person that wrote about this, or why the individual was talking about this. If you read it and you break it down yourself, then you'll be like, That's how she feels. That's what he meant. And I might relate to that. So if you write write your heart out. Mm. Just like writing how often do you write a day
1: a day um well i guess it depends on like my schedule how much time i have because i'm not gonna lie stress gets in the way of my artistic pursuits really easily which is unfortunate um i guess i'll say i don't write as much as i would like to daily (laughs) unfortunately but i'd say per week i i at least write like a couple of poems like five ish
0: So you make sure you at least write in your week? Yeah. That's really good. But we got theater, we have fashion, we have writing, and the last was? Music. Music. Now, what is your music genre?
1: Okay, okay. I guess the loose definition would be emo? Like, not like screaming, like necessarily, but. Just really, really sad music. Like, I think when people hear the word emo, they picture, like, really loud, uh, like, screaming. But some of it's really, like, quiet and acoustic even and just slow and sad. Uh, I guess it's just what I relate to the most. Um, I guess the best thing I could say is to give some examples of artists, if I may.
0: Yeah, sure, no problem.
1: Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in emo music, I suggest Phoebe Bridger's um maybe tiny moving parts sorority noise and if you want to get into the really intense sad stuff nicole dollenganger but she's really intense so i would be careful with that uh don't listen to it unless you're in a stable mindset because it gets kind of intense
0: wow so now what what about these artists what do they do for you do they help you through the day or do does it remind you saying I need a push forward you know I need to keep going day by day to do what I love to do
1: they do give me a push um I guess it just is comforting to find artists who think similarly to yourself um and you can hear that in their writing um people who feel the same things as you it's validating it makes you feel like I'm okay because this person got through it and they wrote about it And it also makes me want to write. It pushes me to do my goals. It pushes me to wake up every day, like you said. Hmm.
0: Now, many people don't understand that when they think of emo or a sad song, they think that your mind is sad. But you say that you're just trying to get through the day and understand that you're not alone and Mm -hmm. that there are others that feel the same way that you do. So can you tell the audience that it's okay? Like, it's not like what you think it is.
1: Um, it makes me happy, even though the music is sad itself. Like, I don't, I, I love listening to it more than anything. And I guess that's just because, um, it does get me through everything. And it's okay to accept your sad, low feelings. Like we said before, you don't want to lock out your emotions. You want to embrace them because that helps build you up. And that's why I like to listen to people who embrace the darker sides of themselves. I think it takes a strong person to not run away from their feelings, but to embrace them. And uh, it makes me feel better and braver every day to be able to focus on those parts of myself, as well as the good parts.
0: Wow. So we got music, we got written, we got writing, we have fashion, and we had- Theater. Theater. Yep. So theater, what's your favorite shows? and why.
1: So my favorite play, I have it right here with me, is Spring Awakening. Um, This one's really important to me because it it was actually written in the 1800s in Germany and the problems that it discusses are still relevant today, uh, which is why it's my favorite piece of theater. I think it's very interesting that we haven't learned from lessons that we've been talking about since the 1800s. I think that's pretty insane. Um, that a piece of theater that old could still be relevant um other favorite shows wait what is
0: it like my apologies but no it's fine what what are the problems that are we still facing that spring awakening shows us
1: you're right i should elaborate on that that was probably very confusing (laughs) for the people who aren't (laughs) reading it um so basically spring awakening discusses mainly adolescent sexuality and how that's taboo, like how no one really talks about how young people, you know, have these feelings, and how often sex education isn't uh, enough to keep people safe and healthy. Uh, and I think that's very true because, in actually, thirteen out of fifty states, uh, only thirteen out of fifty states in this country have to teach sexual education in a medically accurate way. Which blew was, that was a, yeah, that blew, a number that blew. Hearing my mind.
0: that now, that blew. Whoa only 13
1: only 13 out of 50 yes again
0: like for education systems or Mm -hmm. like really yeah
1: isn't that insane
0: 13 only 13.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) with medical accuracy yep most most states it's kind of just up to whatever they want to say whatever they deem to be appropriate which i think is highly irresponsible and uh this play kind of talks about that as well
0: no that that's crazy Mm -hmm. i just I can't imagine being told by someone like it can be an illusion. It, I'm like uh, not an illusion. What I mean by illusion, it could be a lie, mm-hmm. right? Your your reality of what's right and wrong in the field of sexuality can be wrong, and it can be an illusion that was just casted on you by someone else's idea. Yes, and that's ridiculous. It's not even accurate information. Mm-hmm. So the dangerous. person can go into it. What they think is right can be wrong, and they can just hurt hurt themselves by just the wrong idea given or told by told. Mm. That's
1: yeah, you're shocked, So right? that's what
0: sp- spring Awakening expresses, those issues.
1: Yes, and um, just the differences between generations as well. Um, how the reason, it tries to clear up why adults have such a hard time understanding adolescence, even though they've been there before, which I think is a very interesting issue. Like, they were teenagers once. Why don't they remember what it was like when they have their own teenagers to be raising wait
0: here's my question that's a short question sure. and then you can go on with it do you believe that once you're a kid you have that imagine, imagination and that playfulness and the, that creativity but then once you start breaking into that teenage years and that adulthood that gets taken from you from what though and I think that you think the play's trying to express that mm-hmm. in a way that like once we turn to adults we have to go into the job field and we only care about the corporate environment and we only care about money making, but then in reality we create this idea of passion and creativity and then we see these artists and they're so creative and then people judge them because of their creativity, but that's what we actually want inside. Mm -hmm. So do you think it's some of that or?
1: I definitely think that uh, there's something about life that makes us jaded. There's something about life that makes a lot of people uh, lose that creative spark of childhood, that like childhood magic that there is when you're young. Uh, And that comes with responsibility. And I also um, think it comes with like capitalist ideas of you are only worth what you can make. You are only worth the money that you earn and that you are only worth the things that you own. I think that's a really dangerous idea that is unfortunately very entrenched in our culture. And I think that that's kind of one of the things that really crushes that childlike air of people once you become an adult, it's all about becoming a, mach- a factory. Like, you are your own factory. Like, you're you're just pumping out whatever productivity you can, and if that makes sense. No, I
0: understand. You're trying to, like, you're just a money-making machine, right? Mm-hmm. I don't... My goal is to make money, go home to my children so that they can pay for whatever, they, yada, 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 mm-hmm. yada. And you're not really doing what you love or you're doing what you love but is it really what you love if you're doing it for the money mm-hmm. so it gets really interesting it of course is. we need a what is it? stable income to have the things that we want but of course. in reality we always want that playfulness that dialogue with people that we didn't we don't even know that that family right and that's one main thing that is not great right now right mm-hmm. there's a lot of, 50 percent of people get a divorce right and oh that my. ruins the family hmm the family structure and the kids and they experience that and you know that's not really healthy at all
1: no it's not a great statistic it's really unfortunate actually um i have a theory about it actually not like a full one that i've like you know just think about it sometimes like i feel like a lot of people get divorced because they focus a lot on dating which is this sounds like the opposite of what would be true but from what i've noticed um people who are friends with their significant others first, before getting together, seem to last a lot longer, Um, and I think that that comes with getting to actually know the people that you're dating, because when you date, I feel like you put on, like, a mask, kind of, and you only show the best parts of yourself, and then as soon as people see the other parts of you, they get kind of avoidant, or tired, or they think that you've changed. When you really haven't changed, you just haven't shown all the parts of yourself, so... This is a little off topic. I guess I got no, a little off topic. It, no,
0: no, understand. like it yeah, it is a little bit off topic. Sorry. it goes back to, you know, who are we? Like why are we not expressing our true selves? Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool that this play shows it. So what is the second play that you do?
1: Um if I had to say that I had a second favorite show, I think Cabaret, which is a musical.
0: What is that one about?
1: Uh that one is about um <laughs> it's a it's about um nazi germany actually um it's about a couple of different couples and it was actually written in the 60s In um it was it was written to reflect what was happening in the south in america in the 60s which was um about like interracial relationships so it was written to be uh, a comparison to that but the play is set in nazi germany and um different couples are dealing with the cultural shift and uh yeah it's about relationships and uh discrimination and I think it's really important
0: the discrimination and inter like relationships mm-hmm. it got banned in 1965 I believe right
1: I'm not sure specifically.
0: Where d- people are allowed to date different racial ethnicities, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're black and you're white or if you're Hispanic and you're black, you're allowed to you know, get married and everything. Mm-hmm. How, how is that playing a role in our society today? And how does that go into with theater and how theater is able to express that this is wrong?
1: Mm-hmm. So there are definitely still a lot of shows being written about um, dif- like relationships that are considered socially different. I think, thankfully, like um, interracial relationships, obviously we've come a long way. When it comes to, um, there's still a long way to go as well. Like, don't get me wrong, um, but I think, thankfully, people don't really bat an eye as much as, at an interracial couple as they used to. Thank goodness. Um, so that's really good. But it it is still an issue we face today, and that people are still judgmental about, which is craziness. But Um, there's definitely content still being written about that struggle and there's so much so many plays written about that exact issue and I think that it's really good to get different ideas in front of people through theater to show them a different perspective.
0: Now do you believe that people should listen to it do you think listening to it as much as watching it has the same effect on the person or no?
1: That's an interesting question um
0: because music, when you listen to music, it's powerful. Mm. It's really powerful. And then when you watch something, it's also powerful. But which, what do you think really? Is it both? You need both at the same time or you need to watch something or hear something first?
1: I think music, like things that you listen to and things that you see are can be equally as powerful. There's just different layers to it. Like I think with visual mediums, there's a lot of subtext involved. Um, I feel like with music sometimes you have to be more literal with what you're saying because all all they're hearing or all they're absorbing is your words. So if you only have your words, then you have to be slightly more literal. But when it comes to visual mediums such as theater where you're sitting and watching it, um, you have more options when it comes to what you're giving to the audience. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: That makes like... Because when I go, when I watch something... I'm seeing what happens, right? Mm. And what I'm seeing is, like, I have this perspective in my mind of what is what. But when I watch something, it changes not only perspective but the way you think. And same thing with listening, of course. But listening, it you're really, you know, in the flow with listening. It's it's hard to explain because it's like yin and yang. It's it's not yin and yang, but it's like yin and yang. They're not. It's not negative negative. They're both positives. But the thing is, though they reflect one another mm-hmm. and it's really amazing because you need it's, it'll be weird to watch a show without music or without noise like let's say you're watching um let's say Grey's Anatomy and that you know you can't hear nothing you'll be like what like why what's happening and then let's say you're just hearing a, a song but you're just reading the lyrics but you actually can't hear the person like vocal like it's so weird mm-hmm. and I, I love this topic right because the world is about music music is love and everyone loves music no matter what and movies are a big thing what is yeah. it the um, the oscars just came out and it's amazing how we're shifting it's it's crazy
1: yeah it's very it's very important to think about the different like energies that are involved with different forms of art like like you said with the oscars there is a category right for like best score yes yeah so every element of it is very important like the visual element the sonic element of everything songs are so powerful and I love music in that way uh and I think it's even more powerful when you put everything together which theater does that too so
0: would you ever see yourself on the big screen like a movie theater screen and be like wow or you you're about you know physically seeing the audience and you know being on being on the stage which one do you prefer
1: I could see screen being interesting to do and valuable. Um, when it comes to an art form in general, I think I prefer theater, but I actually do want to dabble in film and see what that's like. I think I might actually prefer that for performance, mm. perhaps.
0: Would you be the what is the director, or would you be what like? Would you want to be in it?
1: Um, for film, I would want to try my hand at acting in film, but when it comes to theater, I'm actually primarily a director uh, or a dramaturge, which is basically a theater historian. So, yeah.
0: How does it, how does it play? Like, what's the difference?
1: Between film and theater? Yeah, because
0: I know that on film, you can redo it and redo mm. it and like, take, take, take. Yeah. And then on, like, of course you practice for theater, but then once the play starts, you have to, like, you have, you, to, go. You have to go, you can't mess up. Mm -hmm. so is it do you believe theater to be harder than the actual film producing and everything
1: i think they both have their own challenges but if i was gonna say overall which one is more difficult uh, i actually might go ahead and say that theater is more difficult i haven't done film as much so i don't know if it's fair for me to say but i do think that there is a certain pressure to performing something live and trying to get it done perfectly but there is also to be said like what actors prefer. I know a lot of actors say that they feel that they have more freedom in theater, which is true. Uh, the director, once you start on stage, the director can't do anything. You're just there to do what you want to do. Um, but when it comes to film, the director is very in control. If they want you to redo that take, you're redoing the take. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it depends on the person, I think.
0: So it really depends on how well you do your performance. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. I have one last question, and I always ask this question to my guest speakers. What, in what way do you wanna influence people in your life? How are you gonna do that with theater? How are you gonna do that with music? How are you gonna continue to do this?
1: I want to teach people to find things that they do not normally find valuable to be valuable. Like, Like we've talked about while we were here, like valuing your negative emotions, even though they don't feel great, they are important valuing storytelling, valuing the experiences of other people, and valuing empathy. And that's what I want to spread. Like, theater's not all about being a superstar. Like, a lot of teachers make it seem that way, but that's not what it's about. It's about stories, and it's about human beings.
0: Mm. No, that being a superstar, that reminded me. It's, it's, it's an, do you believe in its illusion to just make society believe you're a superstar? Or do you believe that the person feels like a... Like, what I'm trying to say is, is the person really a superstar? I think... Or society puts that, you know... That title Yeah, the title.
1: To be honest, I think anyone can make themselves a superstar if they give people what they want. Um, I don't... There are things that you're born with, like charm and things like that. Like, not everyone has those things, but I they're still human beings so anything negative that they aren't showing it's a facade you know what i mean everyone has their bad days and if you're someone who looks like you don't have bad days y- you're hiding things
0: so you just have to be you
1: yeah superstars aren't perfect nobody's perfect and that's okay
0: all right guys cassandra thank you so much thank it's, you. It's, it's it's no it really is because there's people out there that love theater, love music, love to write, and they're still struggling with everyday lives, and they don't know how to do it, right? They can be, there can be this wall in front of them, and they don't know how to break down this wall of this pain and this loneliness, or don't even know what they want to do. And it's really great that you're able to not only express that pain is not something to be afraid of, but pain is something to embrace, mm. something to be really excited about that's really powerful. And that if you use it in a good way, then good things can happen. Mm. And even though some days can be really painful, there's always going to be that day where you're going to remember who you are and why you're here. And that's really, really great. Mm. So, guys, always be yourself. Always express yourself. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Millennials. If you want, you have a social media?
1: I do. Um, uh, You can follow me on Instagram. It's cassie girl but separated by all periods so we spell it out so it's c period a period s (laughs) period s period i period e period g period i period r period (laughs) l that's it (laughs) sorry
0: so guys you can follow her cassie girl on instagram you can follow us at the millennials.home.blog on WordPress, or you can follow us on thephilosopher.1952 on Instagram, which leads to the Second World page. Thank you all, and enjoy your day.